Hey, how's it going? Um, this is Chris, and you're on the Dynasty with Chris Shang. All right, great, got through that. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I am just jumping again. Uh, hopefully you saw the intro and now how to generate leads. You have your lists, they're ready to go, uh, and now you're ready to create your messaging, right? We're not scheduling, we're not sending these out yet. All we're doing is focusing on the messaging. Uh, so this is step number two. Um, I think it's going to be episode number four that we're on. Uh, so let's dive into it. Messaging is obviously the nuts and bolts behind a great campaign. Um, the secret behind a strong message is really to me understanding the variables that you have to work with, right? And I think a lot of people just skim through it and just like, oh, I'm writing an email. I know how to write an email. I just need to say what I want to say. Uh, but again, you're trying to make, especially for sales and for marketing purposes, you're trying to hopefully, the goal is to create a conversion, right? So you want to create a sale. You want to create a transaction. Um, but if you just ask, hey, man, will you give me money so I can give you this thing? Well, not a lot of people are going to do that. Uh, but if you say, look, I can solve the problem that you currently have. Um, and I can help you save some money and time on what you're doing so you can do other things like maybe, you know, you wanted to go travel a little bit more and this is going to allow you to do that. Um, and it's going to cost X, Y, Z, but it's actually cheaper than the alternative than what's going on. And you can make sense of that for them. Of course, it's a lot easier, right? So it's, it's again, you want to make sure that your best, you know, uh, telling the best story possible for yourself, putting the best foot forward for yourself from the very, very get-go. Um, so yeah, this is this is messaging. Uh, let's talk about the variables because I'm sure a lot of you guys probably haven't thought about this. Number one is a subject line, right? So I know a lot of people, um, a lot of people focus on this. Obviously, this is super important because the point of the subject line is to do what? It's to get the recipient to open up the damn email so that you can start telling your story, right? You're not going to tell it in the subject line. Uh, now, where a lot of people get really, I don't know what to say, but really just confused about the situation is they try to put too much into the subject line. Um, but, you know, the subject line is really your first impression. So I'm going to dive into that in a little bit more. But that's the first thing that you want to think about. I found simplest is generally the, the best. Um and there's a lot of data to back that up, but I'll run through the numbers for you in a second. The second thing that you have is obviously the body, which is the true meat and potatoes of, of your email. Um, and this section to me should clearly, concisely, and casually commute your com communicate your company story. Um, I refer to these as the five C's. Again, that's clearly, concisely, casually communicate your company story. Okay. Um, and there's a few templates now that I've created that's on my website, www.chrisshang.com, that allows you to just really follow. And there's one for inbound leads, there's one for outbound leads, um, but for you to follow very easily um, to sh that, that I've tested that work has worked for me in the past. Uh, so that's the second variable that you have to work with. Third is time. This is maybe now diving into some of the stuff that people don't really think about. But depending on the time and day of week that you're sending out your email or you're scheduling your emails for, um, your customer is going to react differently. And I'll use a real life example for, for me. Uh, when I sent out um, my email marketing campaign this Monday, I sent it out Monday morning at 8 a.m. Um, and I sent out a second batch on Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. And there's about 15 to 20% open rate difference. 
right? So on Monday morning, I saw uh, it was close to about 50% open rate. And on Wednesday, it was more like 30% open rate, which isn't fantastic. And it was the exact same subject line. So, you know, all, all variables being the same other than the time and day that I sent, uh, sorry, the day I sent it out, uh, it, it really will impact that. And so now I know tomorrow, Monday morning at 8 a.m., I'm going to make sure I send my list out accordingly at the same time. Um, but you can test a few different things with that to, to really try to figure it out. The other thing is signature, which is often overlooked. Uh, but if you think about it for a minute, it, it really makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, if I get an email from somebody who says sales associate or junior associate or something like that, I'm not likely to open up. And the same time, like, you know, you may respond differently if it's CEO, but if it's CEO, you know, signature in a newsletter, I just, you know, I, I'll skim through it just because I know it's automated and I know that it's just a newsletter. And even though it's from the CEO, it's just like, it doesn't, it doesn't make a lot of difference for me, but you know, you're going to have to play around with that. Um, what I've learned is, and what I've learned from other people is uh, sometimes just taking out a title completely in the signature is the best thing to do uh, and, and just leaving your name. But what if you have an ethnic name? Uh, and if you can tell, I'm, I'm Chinese and I have an Asian last name. My last name is Shang. So, uh, you know, I have tested in the past reaching out using my original last name and then reaching out using Shane, which is S-H-A-N-E as my American last name. And I have seen, you know, a difference in terms of response rates from that. Um, and I know it's not really PC, but if you're results based and results driven, uh, that might be something that's really important. Um, you know, I hate to say this, but if you're like, if you have an Indian last name, like from India, the country, uh, you may want to change that just because obviously a lot of things are outsourced to India. Uh, a lot of our customer service stuff is outsourced to India. So even if you're born in Chicago or born in Iowa um, and you have, happen to have an Indian last name and you're the CEO of your company, I don't know. I mean, it, it's up to you to really kind of dictate how you want to do that. But uh, in terms of results, it, it does impact those things. So those are just a few things to think about. Um, so again, Diving really quickly, I, I talked about those four variables. You know, we have the subject line, the body of the email, the times that you send it out, and the signature, right? Um, perhaps the most important thing is the body, but just equally important is the subject line, which is to get somebody to open it. Now, what I've realized and, and what I've averaged uh, a 40% open rate from is something really simple, which is casual and simple. So, hey, person's first name. Um, and if you use merge tags, which a lot of these EMS platforms have now, uh, it's it's pretty easy for you to auto, automate the process. So it'll be, hey, you know, merge tag. Um, and as long as you have a column uh, in the spreadsheet that you uploaded, or a CVS file that you uploaded, CSV file that you uploaded into the EMS platform with the first name, um, it'll automatically populate that in the subject line. So it'll say, hey, Chris, exclamation mark. And that's it. And that's generally what's gotten me about 40% open rate. Now, what can improve that is if you can say, hey, Chris, awesome seeing you at blah, blah, blah event. Um, that's gotten in the past open rates up to about 80%, 70, 80% in that range, which is huge. Uh, but again, you know, if, you, if you're pulling a list from like a convention, it might make sense. 
um, for you to for you to populate that um, using merge tags. Again, it's really easy using merge tags, um, or again, it, it can be called personalization tags. But uh, but yeah, hey Chris, awesome seeing you at the convention! Exclamation mark. You know, those are the things. Those two are the ones that have generally worked out the best for me. If you want to try your own version, test it against mine. I completely encourage that. Not to say that I have the best ways, but if you're talking about trying to just get somebody to open it, uh, simple and casual has worked out the best. So moving on to body of the email, right? So we talked about the two types of leads, inbound, which is somebody who's reached out to you, and outbound leads, which is a complete stranger. Obviously, you're going to talk to them differently because inbound is aware of your brand or company and your product or service, whereas an outbound, if you said, Hey, I'm Chris and I'm talking to you from blah, blah, blah. They're not going to have any idea of what you're talking about. Um, and so, you know, for me, writing the email, writing the body of the email, I, I tend to spend five to ten hours researching, understanding the audience before I, before I actually have a template that I know that I feel comfortable sending out. Um, you know, a lot of times writing the perfect email, it, it, it takes a lot of practice. It's almost as difficult as writing the great American novel. Um, you know, for me, it, it really requires an innate ability to empathize with the human spirit, to put yourself in the other person's shoes, put yourself in the recipient's shoes to see what they're going to respond to. Uh, it, it may sound hokey, but I guarantee you that this is the key. This has been the key for me to an effective email. Um, and if your messaging sucks or if it's horrible, you know, you're, you, you can't expect to have a very great campaign going on. Um, so after a lot of hits and misses, I encourage you to go to my website. I have the templates up there, uh, www.chrisshang.com. Again, um, you have the inbound template, the outbound lead template. If you're just tuning into the podcast or looking on the YouTube channel, um, I'm going to read out the template for you. But again, it's, it's with merge tags and personalization tags. So um, it, it kind of, it's, it's just a templated version that you're going to have to fill out yourself. It doesn't tell you all word for word, but it gives you this structure of what to look for in order to fill it out. Uh, so I'm going to focus on the outbound lead first, just because I feel like, again, talking to strangers is going to be the most challenging. But if you say, hey, it's the person's first name, exclamation mark, provide a compliment in the very beginning with the first thing as a lead in. Um, and then list out any commonality that you might have with the recipient, whether it's you know the same, you know somebody that um, uh, that that you guys share client with, or if you've been to the same convention or whatever. That's where you would list that in there right after the compliment. Uh, and then you want to jump into what your company story is. And again, company story predicating on the fact of the problem that you're solving and the pain points that you're eliminating. Um, so you want to jump right into that. And then you want to empathize with the recipient saying, hey, I know maybe you get a lot of these emails or maybe I know how difficult it is to build your business or whatever it is that you're solving for them. You might want to empathize with them and, and understand, you know, go through and say that you understand whatever it is they might be going through. And then explain your value um, and your values ultimately should be the solution to whatever you're empathizing with. Um, and you want to start ending it with a sense of urgency or creating a fear of missing out. So if you have like a discount going on uh, or, you know, if you have a free consultation service going on or something like that to hook them in, that's when you want to jump in with that. Lastly, you want to jump in with the call to action and ending it with a question mark. A lot of times when you end it with a question mark, the recipient feels compelled to provide an answer, <laughs> right? 
not not super brain science here or brain you know brain surgery here or rocket science sorry but um but yeah it's something that you know tricks the uh, recipient a little bit into saying hey i need to i should get back to this guy and say da 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 uh, and then you start creating a dialogue um,